The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by George Kurtz. Uh, this is not our regularly scheduled programming. Most Tuesdays, you will have George and you will have Craig. This week, I will not be on on Wednesday. Craig and George will be on tomorrow. But we have basically the best news that we could ever possibly have. The NFL season starts this week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys play on Thursday. Then every other team in the NFL will be playing on Sunday. And then, of course, our Monday night appetizer. George, I will be – I don't know about you, but I really love that Monday night doubleheader. I, I can already feel myself missing that Monday night doubleheader. That used to be, just be like the, the perfect – uh, you know, and ending dessert, that, that perfect aperitif at the end of, you know, the crazy first week of the NFL season. Yeah, I wish they still had that. I've enjoyed it the past, what are they, maybe the past five, seven, eight years they've done that. I actually think they should do that every week. I think that'd be fantastic. So I don't know why they went away from it this season. Maybe it's a COVID thing, whatever, but I wish they would have it again. That being said, now, I, I I feel jazzed. Like so, you know the season's coming here, but it's not quite football weather yet. You know, it's eighty degrees out now, sunny. So Sunday morning, it'll be Sunday will be a blast. I mean, you can't beat Sunday's football all day. I'm a baseball guy, baseball all day, so it'll be fun to watch. But I'm also a Cowboy fan, so yeah, I'm jazzed right now. But I think around midnight Eastern time Thursday won't be as jazzed. You know what? I I disagree. I think that even with the offensive line stuff, I think that the Cowboys can probably give the Buccaneers a game that maybe that's just my my optimistic my fan hat on but I am I am relatively excited for that game George let's get into our headlines here on Tuesday Ole Miss absolutely dominated Louisville last night uh, that that game was not particularly close Matt Corral uh, Jake Ely the uh, the Ole Miss running back was fantastic in that game the 49ers add depth quarterback Josh Norman the Saints add depth quarterback Desmond Trufant both of those teams Definitely needed those guys. I was actually doing some work on our projections yesterday on DailyRoto.com, and I, I kind of just got the sense that a lot of teams actually are going to want to be adding depth cornerbacks. There are a lot of very suspect secondaries out there in the NFL right now. Uh, Minnesota Gophers running back Mo Ibrahim is out for the season. Uh, I would not recommend 
watching this injury as uh, as it happened. It was particularly brutal. Uh, basically, you you saw that his Achilles snapped the second that he planted his leg. Not uh, not feeling great about that. And a story that takes me no pleasure to report. Georgia football is experiencing a COVID spike. The team is 90% vaccinated. Unfortunately, I do think this is going to be one of the stories of college football for this year. You know, they just do not, they're not able to as stringently isolate these guys. I mean, you know, some of these guys are having to go to classes. Some of them are on campus. They're traveling a lot. College football teams are not able to travel in as much style as NFL teams. Now, if you go to Georgia, uh, I would imagine that Georgia's financial resources for their football teams are are pretty great. But And, George, we also have some COVID stories for the NFL in Week 1. And uh, let me just say right here, I really, 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 really hope that by, like, Week 5 or 6, we have moved past having to report these COVID stories. Well, I think that's the optimistic viewpoint. I don't think it's going away. I think this is going to be a whole offseason of this. I mean, listen, I'm not a doctor. My wife's a nurse here, so I know more about it probably the most. But... They all tell you that when it gets cold here in the Northeast, people spend more time indoors now, and it's going to get worse, not better. So, you know, I have my doubts here. I think we're going to be dealing with COVID problems all season long. You mentioned the Thursday night game. Zach Martin is most likely out. Dow sort of hedging on that now. Uh, maybe he could play if he gets two negative tests, but it seems highly unlikely. Uh, Tennessee is at a big spike as far as uh, the Titans. You know, the crowd is still on the, uh, on the list for the Jets. I think it's going to be an all, all season going to be dealing with this. As far as who's who are you going to put in, who are you going to take out of your lineups? Uh, should we have? If you started your league now, should you have extra reserve spots to uh, make up for this? I believe you should. So I think it's going to be a problem all year long. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Yeah, you know, I I think that uh, I think that you're right. It is it is definitely um, you know it is it is just a bummer. That that's an interesting thing that you mentioned on the IR spot. So generally speaking, I'm with you. I actually think that the added IR spots for deeper leagues, though, are a real problem, especially if you can stash players who are on the COVID list or who are injured, because then it just completely ruins the the waiver wire. So I'm actually I'm actually against you on that one. Uh, I mean, I I disagree with you so hard on this. Okay, no, go go for it. The floor is yours. Explain why you disagree. I disagree with this. Let's say you and I are in a league together. All right, I've gotten crushed, and I have guys. Whatever they are, uh, legitimate injuries. And guys that are on COVID. I have six, seven, eight guys. <clears throat> we only have two, let's say three IR slots. Davis, you're one of the lucky guys. You have nobody. You know, you're nice and healthy. Now to fill the full lineup, I just have to start releasing people. And, you, and Davis goes, well, thank you very much. I'll take him for this guy. He's better than that guy. I'll take him. So not, I'm getting screwed twice. Not only did I lose the guy because, hey, I had to, I'm hurt. I can't use him. And I had to let him go. But Davis or somebody else who has no injuries in the league goes, thank you very much. You know, it's like it's screwed twice. I get much weaker, you get much stronger. I don't think a team should be penalized for injuries. That being said, as soon as the player is taken off any list, whether it be the IL COVID list, the regular IL list, you need to make a move. You can't stash guys. If they're legitimately on there, they have that little IL, IR, whatever next to you, the name on the site you use, fine, you can place them. But once that more, once that little thing is gone, you need to release a player. All right. Well, there we go. So that uh, I, I can't I can't say that I agree, but it is an interesting perspective. Everyone, please stay tuned for the rest of our show today. We are getting you ready for week one in the NFL. We're getting your fantasy football teams ready. We're getting your betting cards ready. Everything that you need for week one in the NFL. We're going to go ahead and run the break here. Rope on fantasy sports today. Break, break. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by George Kurtz. We are counting down the seconds to the beginning of the NFL season. Uh, basically, every hour feels like an eternity at this point before we see kickoff on Thursday night. But NFL teams are, of course, not done making roster moves. They'll pretty much be making these roster moves up until the NFL season beginning. And we actually have some names here that are, I think are going to impact our betting and definitely going to impact our fantasy football world. Our, our first one, George, Justice Hill out for this season with a torn Achilles. That'll probably be just about it for Justice Hill's NFL career. I really liked him coming out of Oklahoma State, so sort of sad for me there. But... Tyson Williams, a uh, guy who went to North Carolina, South Carolina, and by BYU in college, he is set up to be the Ravens' second running back right now, is definitely the more natural pass catcher than Gus Edwards. I, I think heading into week one, Tyson Williams looks like he's going to have a pretty big role for this Baltimore Ravens team. I would assume so as well. You know, it's what we see in today's NFL, right? Uh, this is not like when I grew up, all right? And teams had one running back. That's all you had. You know, I grew up pretty much Tony Dorsett, Emmett Smith, and that's it. You guys, they ran the ball 30, 35 times. We don't do that in today's game, right? The game's too brutal. Uh, you need a second uh, back here. So I would think so. Uh, could it be somebody else? I know they've brought in some veterans. I think that could be an option as well. But I would assume Tyson Williams has a bigger role. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, and so if you are in a league that does free agent acquisition bidding as opposed to first come, first serve waivers, I definitely think there is value in launching some pretty big bids on Tyson Williams. I, I am in a couple leagues where, you know, we drafted back in July where he's sitting out there, Sony Michelle is sitting out there, and uh, I am preparing rather large bids for Tyson Williams. Uh, Terod Taylor has been named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. I suppose this is not a surprise, George, though they did trade up to spend the 86th overall pick in the NFL draft on Davis Mills. I kind of thought Davis Mills would actually end up starting. I mean, maybe not early on, but I think Davis Mills still probably does see more playing time than Taylor does. I think, uh, honestly, I think all the rookie quarterbacks are going to start, but that's the first round, guys. So I think Davis Mills doesn't quite fit into this. But that being said, I agree with you. He's going to play. It's just more of a matter of really when for him. All the first round guys, you know, Lawrence, Jones, uh, Lance, even Lance, they're going to play by, by Halloween. They'll be starting. Mills could be you know, a little more dicier. Uh, depends on when they think he's ready. Tyrod Taylor's not the answer. We know that. You know, Davis, I would have liked, you know, I think the Texans, the end of those sort of penalizing the Texans for the Sean Watson by not putting him on the commissioner's list, the exempt list. I would have liked to have seen the Texans call everyone's bluff and go, hey, the Sean's starting on Sunday. All right, if he's not going to put him on the list, he's on the roster, I'm paying him, he's playing, and forced the NFL to put him on that list, which the NFL would have done, and I would have solved the problem there, and they could have gotten that roster spot back there. So uh, it would have been some uh, high-stakes poker and calling bluffs here, but I would have liked to have seen that be do- uh, been done. That being said, fantasy-wise, do we care? I don't care about Tyrod Taylor. That team's terrible. Uh, they, they've, you know, they're, they're playing for a draft pick next season. They're, they're, they are, uh, they're a mess by the lines. But I want to see the rookie quarterback. I want to see what he can do. I think uh, if you're Houston, you want to see what he can do. Because let's face it, you're going to trade Deshaun eventually. He doesn't want to play that. You're going to get a bounty of draft picks once this is all settled, all these lawsuits and the courts and all that. So you're going to need to know, can this guy play? Probably not, so you're probably going to go draft a quarterback anyway, but maybe you got a diamond in the rough here, and you don't need to take a quarterback with all those extra picks next year. So he's going to have to play, I agree with you, more than half the season. Yeah. Unfortunately, Cowboys offensive lineman Zach Martin has landed on the COVID list, though apparently it sounds as if he has some sort of chance to play. The team has not yet ruled him out at this point, which I guess is interesting um, I would suppose that that means that he is probably vaccinated. Uh, also, Lyle Collins was a full participant in practice on Monday. So that is, uh, you know, that's definitely a pretty good deal. I mean, having Lyle Collins and having Zach Martin both be out would be pretty bad for our Dallas Cowboys. I'm hoping, of course, for, yeah, I, I'm hoping for a safe and healthy return for Zach Martin to the lineup. It would be, it would be huge for the Cowboys to have both Collins and Martin available on Thursday. It would. No doubt it would. Now, uh, as far as the fan of me, listen, I don't think Dallas is going to win Thursday no matter what. So if Martin has to miss the game, but he's good uh, the next fifth, 16 games, I'm fine with that. All right? You'll get 10 days off, fine. There is a chance. I mean, McCarthy originally, that's head coach McCarthy, originally ruled him out right away when this happened on Sunday. He had symptoms. Symptoms generally means you can't uh, five days, you're done. But now apparently those, once those symptoms subside, you need two negative tests within 24 hours. So right now, the game is, what, uh, 56 hours away. So, yeah, if he tests negative within the next eight hours and he gets another negative test tomorrow, he can play. You know, so uh, before we're hearing is that's a remote chance. So I don't know what, what percentage you want to put on remote, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, but there is a shot he could play. Collins has a stinger. 
And I know uh, Jerry Jones, you know, Dr. Jones, uh, came out today and said, well, it's a typical stinger. Yeah, Jerry, it's not typical. It's been going on way too long to be a typical stinger. But it looks like he's at least going to give it a go. How long he lasts? You want to bet on how many quarters, how many plays he plays? I think I'd give you two and a half quarters, and I would probably take the under. You know, I don't think he's going to last the game. I just don't. Because once again, if you're Dallas, if you think it's one for a game one of a 17-game season, you're not expected to win anyway. You could give him another 10 days off and get him ready for week two against the Chargers. That's the way I would think, to play more conservative here. So uh, we'll see. But I do think Collins starts. I don't think Martin will. Yeah, which I, I think I would take as a Cowboys fan. I think that I would probably take that. One or the other, fine by me. Both of them is about as good as it's going to get. Uh, the Seahawks were able to uh, extend a new deal to left tackle Dwayne Brown. He ended his holdout. Their offensive line is not very good. Missing their starting left tackle would have been an absolute nightmare for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, what do we what do we know about Russell Wilson? Like he he has been very good when under pressure relative to the average quarterback but he is worse under pressure than he is in a clean pocket because that is true of basically every single quarterback in the NFL. If the Seahawks have any chance of winning this division, if they, you know, if they want to go 12 and five or 13 and four, their offensive line is going to have to play better than they did last season. And they're definitely going to have to stay healthy. And Dwayne Brown is going to have to have a good season. Not to mention, Russell's been, uh, for lack of a better term, bitching about his offensive line and them not taking care of him all offseason, right? There was a, even some thought that maybe they would trade him. It's never going to happen, but he's been complaining about it, right? And uh, so not having Dwayne Brown would have been a nightmare for this team. But he's back. He's in there. So I guess all is well. I'm happy as well. I had a draft last night, a home league draft, a uh, super flex league, and Russell Wilson is my quarterback one. So I am very happy that Brown's in, uh, in the fold as well here. But uh, I think this would have been a massive mistake if they would have let this go into the season here. And, you know, there's another guy, another, another pretty good guy out there that has not signed a contract yet, has not played in any practices the, this year yet, and that's Mr. Watt on Pittsburgh. And that's going to be a very interesting situation to watch unfold. Yeah, our final news story here, the Jacksonville Jaguars have added running back Duke Johnson to their practice squad. My guess is he will stay there for the first game of the season and then be activated pretty shortly after that. I think this is a fairly notable signing because if Duke has anything left in the tank, he is a much more natural replacement for what they would have planned on doing with Travis Etienne than either James Robinson or Carlos Hyde. Yeah, what you're hitting out there is the veterans uh, contract where it's not guaranteed after week one. So I agree with you. I think that's when they'll sign him and he'll report there. And you're right. Uh, he's, a, he's a, I guess, a poor man's Etienne is what we're going with here. So I do expect him to activate him and use him somewhat. Fantasy-wise, I mean, he's a reserve guy. You plug in there during bye weeks and stuff like that. I don't expect anything big from him. Even when we thought he was something, he never really was something. So uh, it's a, a solid move by Jacksonville. I think he will have some worth to the team, but not someone I'm dying for. Yeah, I, I actually don't think I'm dying for Duke Johnson either. My thought is just that it's pretty bad for James Robinson, right? James Robinson really did need to get 50, 60 receptions in order to you know justify where he's been drafted. And I think Duke Johnson is definitely going to cut into that ceiling. Everyone, we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, we are going to introduce a new segment with our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Stay tuned for that. See you guys back with our Underdog Fantasy segment in just a moment. Great, great.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. everyone and welcome back in from break here on fantasy sports today on sports grid tv my name is davis maddock i am joined by george kurtz and we are introducing a new segment here on the show this is going to be a daily recurring segment for the foreseeable future sports grid and underdog fantasy have come together to offer you guys uh, what i think is a pretty cool promo underdog fantasy is the best app in fantasy sports they have Best ball drafts, they have pick'em contests, they have daily, of course, daily fantasy contests for football, for basketball, for baseball, for hockey, everything that you guys could want. You guys can use the deposit promo GRID on Underdog Fantasy Football. You can download that in the iOS App Store, the Google Play Store, wherever you, uh, whatever store you use on your mobile phone, you can download the Underdog Fantasy app for free. If you deposit right now, you get a free ticket to Best Ball Mania, which is a large best ball fantasy football tournament where you can win $1 million, actually $1 million and $1 for first place, the biggest prize ever given out for a season-long fantasy football tournament. And uh, George, because we have a couple days left of drafting here, we are going to take a look at some of the guys who have uh, palatable ADPs here as we get to the end of fantasy football season. Do you have any tips or pointers for the people out there before we get into the guys on best ball fantasy football? As far as underdogs, I mean, my best tip is this. Uh, I believe when I draft, I'm not going to take too many chances early on. Uh, I'm going to take the, you know, pretty much the chalk guys. I'm not going to take too many risks. I don't believe I have to. I need to. 
I'm going to take the guys who I know are going to perform. Then I'll worry about it from there. I don't take too many guys who get hurt year after year after year. I don't mind taking one of them, but I'm not going to have my team have three or four of these guys and then be, oh, woe was me when three of them are on the IL again. I'm not going to do that. So I play more a conservative when I draft. If I am going to take risks, it's later on. You're talking round seven on then maybe I'm going to take that rookie wide receiver who is not my wide receiver one, probably not my wide receiver two, a flex guy. So that, that's the way I draft. I, I draft conservative. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't take too many chances. And I assume I'll make the raw – or I, I should say I, I assume I'll make the right moves. I know I'll make moves during the season to correct whatever mistakes or whatever my team needs to improve. Yeah. So to, to give people an idea of the best ball format on underdog – you have 18 rounds. So you make 18 player selections. The scoring is half point PPR, so the exact same as FanDuel DFS scoring. Every week, your starting lineup consists of one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and one flex. So no kickers, no defenses. It's about as simple as it could possibly be. You draft 18 players, and you want those 18 players to outscore, of course, the other 11 guys in your league. Uh, also, if you are playing in the large best field, best ball field tournaments, then you are also competing against hundreds of thousands of other teams, of course, trying to win the million dollars. So, so right now, we're going to get into some of the values I see here in the last week of drafting. The first guy for me, Donovan Peoples-Jones, an ADP of 179, so that's about the 15th or 16th round. The reason why I'm really into Peoples-Jones is he was uh, the number one overall recruit in high school when he came out, a five-star wide receiver. He went to Michigan. I mean, how many guys' careers have we seen mismanaged and mangled there at uh, the University of Michigan over the last decade? Lots and lots of them. And he is a pretty obvious beneficiary of an Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry injury, but also those guys just might be done physically, right? Odell just might not be any good anymore as a wide receiver. So I am pretty in to Donovan Peoples-Jones. I also continue to love Daryl Henderson. The Sony Michelle signing, of course, decreased his average draft position by almost a, a round or two, and I really like the value that he offers there. George, do you have thoughts on Donovan Peoples-Jones or Daryl Henderson? I do. I think, listen, I like Donald Peoples-Jones as well. Uh, I think the only problem is this. Cleveland's not a throwing team. I know Mayfield improved last year, and they look like they have the weapons to be a throwing team. You got Beckham, who, let's face it, hasn't been good a couple of years anyway. Landry, a good solid receiver. Hoop and Njoku. But they're a running team first. All right, they're a running team first with Chubb and with Hunt. You know, throwing is secondary for him. So I think uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones would be better if he was on another team. You know, picture a KC team, Dallas, a team that throws the ball more. You know, I think Cleveland doesn't want to play that kind of football. Not unless they have to and they're behind here. That's my only problem with them is the fact that just on the wrong team, you're much better on another team. Daryl Henderson, I mean, what, do, what don't the Rams like about him? I, it's, I know this is uh, going more of the, the humor and sarcastic part of it, but, you know, they had him. You drafted Akers. I'm granted you need two running backs anyway. Okay, Akers is down. You immediately go out and trade draft picks, which granted they hate draft picks. They, just, they trade them all the way to get Sony Michelle. What don't they see in Henderson that they don't, they don't like here? All right, so that, that's the only thing that bothers me there. And now that you got Henderson and Michelle, as far as fantasy is concerned, who's the goal line guy? That's the guy I want in my fantasy league. Or, you know, you know any, any league, best ball, underdog, anything. I want to find, and I don't know who that is. I don't know if it's Henderson or Michelle, but that's the guy I want there. Or just going to be the hot hand. You know, it's Michelle. Oh, he's playing well. He gets the ball. It's Henderson, he gets the ball. I think this could drive you crazy each and every week. 
Yeah, I, uh, I do think it's crazy, but that's, you know, of course, that's one of the benefits of the best ball system is I don't have to care, right? If, uh, if Daryl Henderson has 10 really good games and seven pretty bad ones, then the 10 good games are going to benefit me. And uh, hopefully I have someone else who's able to pick up the slack on the weeks where Daryl Henderson is not as good. Uh, our next guy, McCole Hardman, he is almost perfect for this system where his bad games don't matter and you never have to choose, oh, uh, do I start McCole Hardman or do I start Jarvis Landry? Do I start McCole Hardman or do I start uh, Devonta Smith, right? None, none of that matters for, for our purposes because you just get the good games and the bad games don't matter to you. I, I think Hardman is the perfect fit for this half PPR scoring, obviously, because I don't think he's going to catch a ton of passes, but he could score eight, nine, 10 touchdowns simply because he plays in that Chiefs offense. He's very fast. He's going to be targeted deep down the field. Are you in or out on Hardman, George? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, you said it. I don't think the volume is going to be there, but he's a breakaway threat every time. Every time. Listen, we know Kelsey's God. Hill is what? Jesus. All right, uh, that's who defense are worried about here. Hardman's an afterthought. He's just an afterthought, and he should benefit. And he looks at the number two. He's had a good training camp here. I am so in on Hardman. Uh, and he's not a surprise anymore. You would have asked this question six weeks ago. He'd be a sleeper. Now we're all talking about him. Yeah, no, I, I, think that is, uh, I think that is a good point. All right, our next guy here, a guy I absolutely love. I think his ADP should honestly be two rounds higher. LaVisca Chenault for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Marvin Jones is just never going to be a guy that is a number one wide receiver. He's been in the NFL for nine seasons. He's never been a number one wide receiver. He's been on the Bengals. He's been on the Lions. Uh, actually, last season was the most targets he ever had on a uh, Lions team that just had no one else. You know, they're playing just all kinds of cast-offs from other NFL franchises. Chenault looks like the best athlete. Looks like he is capable of playing on the outside and on the inside, you know, could play the slot and can play outside with an ADP of 72. I, I literally think that next year we're going to be taking him in the third or the fourth round. I am in with you here as well uh, for many reasons here. Uh, now, listen, I'm not quite as crazy as my partner in football full circle, Joe Lisi, who believes Jacksonville's going to win like eight games this season. I think they're going to suck, and that's good because I think they're going to be a bad team, be trailing most games, and Lawrence is going to have to throw the football. And that's going to benefit uh, Chenault and, of course, DJ Chark as well, and Jones for that matter. But the thing about Chenault is this is a truck. I mean, when you're trying to tackle him, you got to bring, you know, you got to bring the hard hat, the lunch pail, and everything because he's bringing it. He's bringing it. He's hard to bring down here. I like this kid a lot, a lot. I don't know if I'd say he's two rounds earlier this year, but uh, I think he, I think he's ADP is too high. I do think he's a value at where he's going here. So, yes, I am on board wholeheartedly with Chenault with you. All right. Well, I think I probably found one for us to disagree about, and that is going to be Jalen Rager, second-year wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He went in the first round of the NFL draft next year, or last year. Of course, he went ahead of Justin Jefferson. If you ask any Eagles fan about it, they will probably curse your name for bringing that up. And, you know, my, my reasons for being interested in Rager are basically if you just blindly bet on every – second-year wide receiver who was a first-round pick the year before and kind of disappointed, you would end up having lots of seasons that ended up being hits. You know, DJ Shark from his first year to his second year, actually a great example of that. And uh, I really like Jalen Hurts, so I, I am buying Jalen Rager at his very depressed ADP. 
That's sort of thing. You have to buy in on Hertz. What, what's Hertz going to do? You, if you think Hertz is going to be big, then yes, Rigor should be big as well. Now, the Eagles were sort of caught off guard last year. They wanted CeeDee Lamb. Uh, they thought they were going to get it. They were surprised Dallas took him. They tried to trade ahead of Dallas. Didn't work out for him. And I think it's, they sort of got scattered, and they just took Rigor. And maybe didn't think it through here. I like the player. Not as much as you. Uh, there was a my dynasty league. Someone offered a trade to me, which I he he and hoard for days before I did uh, didn't do a deal. I'm sort of regretting it because I sort of lean towards your thinking here that he's going to be something. So uh, I'm 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 fifty fifty on him right now, but I'm edging towards you. Yeah. All right. And then our final guy here, Tony Pollard. Very simple. Highest upside handcuff in fantasy football. If Ezekiel Elliott were to be injured, I think Tony Pollard could score. 25 fantasy points per game agree or disagree um i think he's a very top handcuff and i took him in the draft last night because i had zeke uh, i drafted zeke so i wanted pollard i might put aj Dillon ahead of him as far as the top handcuff for aaron jones and probably madison with dalvin cook as well so uh, he, they're all great and i got all three of them by the way so uh i like pollard a lot and yes you need zeke to go down he'd be great he'll have value anyway because he's Zeke's not going to touch the ball 35 times a game. I think Pollard get eight touches a game here. So he has value, especially in bye weeks. But Pollard is a starting running back on most teams. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. I really like Tony Pollard. So everyone, there was a little bit of a, a beginner course on underdog fantasy football. Make sure to download the app and deposit using the promo code GRID. We're going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, we're going to take a look at some of the early week one lines here on Fantasy Sports Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined today by George Kurtz. Before we look at some of the week one lines from the FanDuel Sportsbook, I need to make sure to remind all of you to please follow at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. We know that uh, as much as you would love to do nothing but watch SportsGrid TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week, occasionally, you know, you're going to have to get up. You're going to have to go to the golf course. Maybe you got to take your wife apple picking. You decide like uh, that, you know, that's what we, that's what we got to do. It's apple picking week one, week one of the NFL season. So you don't want to miss any line movements. You don't want to miss any of the analysis that we do here on this show. You don't want to miss any of the morning after or till bet do us part with Ariel Epstein. All of that good stuff can be found on our social media channels at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. So make sure to stay on the grid all day long by following us on social media. Before we get into these week one lines, George, I, I got to ask, when do you generally place your bets on uh, on a given NFL week? I, I try to bet on Sunday nights a lot of the times, you know, when the lines first come out. For the next week now, obviously for the week one NFL lines, I mean these have been posted for like six months at this point, so it's not exactly early week one lines. But generally, when do you like to get your wagers down? All right. First off, if you ever see me apple picking on a football Sunday, shoot me. Just shoot me. My life's over. It's over. Shoot me. Kill me. Because I don't want to live anyway. All right. So uh, that'll never happen. By the way, you'll never see me do it. It's the it's the greatest thing about this job. My wife can go. Hey, my my sister's having a party. We have to go to. Oh, honey, I can't. It's you know, it's football Sunday. I have to work. Sorry. Yeah, Never I mean it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. So when as when you get betting, your bets down? It uh, there's not one certain time. Uh, now it could be immediately after. You're right because generally you see we start to see the bets almost at midnight, right? The new uh, spreads here. And if I'm thinking they're off on one, well, I'll place a bet. That's what I'm looking for. Do I think they're off? If I think maybe a spread's going to go in my favor because I think a certain player on a certain team may not play or he's banged up, then I might wait. I might wait to see if the spread's going to go down. I also find out oh, – I should say I find when you deal with the, the popular teams. Now, listen, you, want, you hate the Cowboys, whatever. They're a popular team. Money comes in late on those. The spread is always inflated. Uh, it's always uh, usually worse than what it should be or better, depending on how you're looking at it, than it should be. Dallas, Pittsburgh, New England, Green Bay – those are teams that generally I like to wait till later in the week if I think it's going to go my way. The money's going to come in on Green Bay. It's going to influence the spread, and I'll get a better number. You know, So it's, I, I like to wait on the more popular teams. So there's not one specific time that I'm dying for. But like I said, come midnight Sunday, I guess Monday, I guess whether how you look at it, if there's a spread in my favor that I, I think they screwed up on, of course I'm jumping in on it. That's, that's what we all do here. So I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Uh, there's nothing more depressing than waiting for the news on Monday morning, and that's also a t- thing you got to look about. If there's an injury, you may want to think, you know, I better jump on this spread Sunday night before it comes out. They play a Torres ACO is gone for the season. That's going to influence. Or you're going to find out three offensive linemen are out. Yeah, so there are a lot of things here. But that brings up another point here. I worry about COVID now. Well, you're going to find out on a Thursday, oh, the whole offensive line's out, right? Uh, they're, they ain't playing. You know, this is going to scare me a bunch. And I'm like, great. I bet on that team already on Sunday night. So, I mean, isn't uh, that's a pessimistic viewpoint? The optimistic viewpoint can be, hey, I bet on the other team; their offensive lines out. That's great. You know, it could go either way here, but generally, I think as gamblers, we we remember the bad stuff, not the good stuff. 
You know, I think that is actually a good point. You're definitely going to remember the time that you bet on the Bills on Sunday night and Josh Allen had to miss a game because of health and safety protocols. And you're not going to remember that time you bet on the Saints and then the Denver Broncos lost their entire quarterback room. Like that, it's it's unlikely. You're not going to remember when you ran well, but you're definitely going to remember when you got the bad beat. Most people, though, uh, if you want to lock in as much closing line value as possible, I would definitely tell you guys to try and get more of your wagers in on Sunday night when lines open as opposed to Sunday morning. Though, of course, I will definitely be firing wagers on Sunday morning as well. So let's get into some of these week one lines. Uh, uh, Our very first one, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going on the road and playing at the Buffalo Bills. Both sides of this line are minus 110. The Bills are six and a half point home favorites. Uh, The total for this game a pretty low 48 and a half. I kind of like the over uh, on this one. The Bills are minus 290 on the money line. The Steelers are plus 235. Which side of this game do you like, George? I think Buffalo's going to win here. I think they're going to win pretty easy. I'm on the Buffalo side. Uh, we're going to talk the spread. I'm not, not on the uh, not the minus 290. That's too much for me. You know, so I'm not going to do that. But I'm on Buffalo here. I'm also on a three-team teaser. Uh, I think Buffalo wins the game. So, therefore, hey, uh, I'll, I'll take the minus seven and get them uh, – Plus, just to win the game, and I, uh, I'll do well there. I think I have three teams in that, and Buffalo is certainly one of them. Steelers, I think, are a little bit of a mess. I think uh, even Ben Roethlisberger admitted a couple of weeks ago that it's going to take the offensive line a little while to gel. I think that's true. I think Buffalo's going to eat here. So I'm not big on the over either because I can see Steelers being shut down here. The 13, 14 points, 17 points, which means I don't know if Buffalo's going to get over 30. Pittsburgh defense is still good, although I'll say it again. T.J. Watt, he's been in camp, but he's doing a hold in. You know, where he's, he's reported the camp, but it's done nothing because he's not waiting for a new contract. So I don't know if he's going to sign, if he's going to play, or how it's going to work out. They're both sort of calling each other's bluff right now. But that would hurt that defense immensely if T.J. Watt's not playing. And even if he does play, is he ready to play? Is he going to take about a week or two to really get ready to play in football? Love Buffalo in this game. I love Buffalo in this game as well. I think six and a half is pretty generous. I think that this line should be similar to what we see on Thursday night where the Buccaneers are eight-point favorites over the Cowboys. And I think by kickoff, that might even get to eight and a half or nine points. The Steelers, look, they've been a dominant team in the NFL for a really long time. Their quarterback is on the way down. Their defense is solid but not amazing. And the Bills just play the game the right way, right? Four wide receivers, they throw the ball about 70% of downs, and they are not going to take it easy either. This is definitely not a team that gets up 20 points and then starts running the ball three three yards in a cloud of dust. So I am with you on this one. I like the Bills quite a bit, uh, minus six and a half points. Next game, incredibly interesting, the New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. This is a Sam Darnold revenge game. He will get to go up against his old team, the Jets, the first game of the season. The Panthers are five-point home favorites, minus 230 on the money line. The total for this game, 45 and a half. George, what say you? Smart of the NFL, right? Jets, sort of an after-run team here. Let's put them against Sam Darnold, get some interest here. I think Sam Darnold does eat in this game. I think he's going to play well. I think the Jet, the Jets secondary in defense, so many injuries. They're going to have a lot of problems this season, uh, regardless of what Zach Wilson. And listen, the whole season is about Zach anyway, right? Get him ready for the uh, future here. This is a lost season for the Jets. I love their under total for the season. I think Carolina wins this game. I think they might win it fairly easily, too. And I might take the Carolina half of the over as far as an over-under. I don't know about the 45, but I'll take Carolina to go over here. Love the Panthers in this game. I like Donald. There'll be a lot of prop bets I'll have in this game as far as the Carolina offense. 
Yeah, uh, I I can't decide. I feel like five points is actually a little much. How much better do we expect Sam Darnold to be than Zach Wilson, right? And the Jets have made a lot of improvements on both sides of the ball. They, they add Elijah Moore to this offense. They add Corey Davis to this offense. You know, they're not going to be handing the ball off to Frank Gore anymore. I feel like they have more dynamic guys in their backfield with Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter. Like, just overall, it feels like the Jets are just – they don't have that Jet stink on them, at least not yet at this point in the season. So I'm actually going to disagree here. Now, if this was three points or three and a half, I think that I would say the Panthers were the right side based on them being at home. But I just, I feel like the the Jets are really not that much worse of a team as they currently exist than the Carolina Panthers. You know, it's not as if the Panthers have this amazing defense. If Sam Darnold plays very well in this game, I'm going to look like an idiot, right? The, the, the Panthers will probably blow them out and score, you know, 28, 35 points or something like that. But I, that is a bridge too far for me. Next up, we have my favorite game to bet of the entire week one slate. I will leave. uh, I'm not going to spoil. I'm going to let you give your pick first. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars is two and a half point road favorites at the Houston Texans. Minus 146 on the money line. The total for this game is 44 and a half. What direction are you going here, George? Yeah, I think the Urban Meyer, uh, you know, gets off well. I think he gets off well. He'll beat you. Houston's a wreck, right? They're a train wreck. They just are. I think Trevor Lawrence will play well. I don't. I'm going to watch very little of this game. You know, I got the package here, and this game will not be on my TV all that much because I really just I just don't want to be forced to watch it here. Give me the Jags and Trevor Lawrence here. I don't love this mind, uh, mind you, but uh, I just think Houston's terrible, and Jacksonville's got their own issues here. But I think they're at least heading in the right direction. I don't know what direction Houston's heading. That's the thing. I have no idea what's going on here. You know, so give me the Jaguars here and uh, Urban Meyer. Yep, that uh, that would be the spoiler alert here. I, I think the Texans are going to be the worst team in the NFL. I don't expect them to even be competitive in these losses. I think we're going to see something very similar from the Texans as to what we saw with the Jets last year. So do you, do you remember this phenomenon with the Jets where they'd be five-point underdogs, then eight-point underdogs, then 10-point underdogs, then 14-point underdogs against good teams. And it was like the FanDuel Sportsbook would just beg you to take the Jets. They'd say, please, we'll give you 17 points. Please take the Jets. Please take them. And no one would take the Jets. And the Sportsbooks kept getting punished because the Jets were so bad. All they wanted to do was run the ball. They turned the ball over all the time. They couldn't play any defense. They weren't competitive when they were down two scores. I think the Houston Texans are going to be our 2021 version of that. I think the Jaguars should be three-point favorites here, maybe even three-and-a-half-point favorites. So this is my uh, Davis Maddock five-star, gold-star, you know, lock of the week. I am on the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, and Urban Meyer traveling to Houston and winning by at least three points. I feel very confident in that one. Our final game here, I'm actually having a tough time coming up with a play. You know, I felt pretty good about the Bills. I felt pretty good about the Jets. I feel very good about the Jaguars week one. But the Cardinals and the Titans is a tough one because I think both of these teams are similarly talented. Uh, The Cardinals are three-point road dogs. The Titans, three-point home favorites. The Titans, minus 154 on the money line. This is a much better game from an offensive perspective. Uh, The highest total we've talked about here, a total of 52. Which side are you on? Yeah, like you, this is <clears throat> this is not an easy game for me either. Uh, I'm more of the problem of the, uh, the COVID issues that Tennessee is having. They haven't had a lot of time to work together. I think most of these guys are going to be cleared and play by Sunday. 
but still that doesn't mean they'll play up the par here. So I sort of lean to Arizona, but I, as of right now, I'm not touching it. I might change my mind during the week or on Sunday, but right now I think it's going to be a good game, a good NFL game. I think these are both two good teams. I think Tennessee might be the best team in that division. Arizona, unfortunately, plays in the toughest division in football. They could finish last in that division, yet still be a good team. Wouldn't shock me. In which case, Kingsbury is going bye-bye. But uh, I'm not touching it right now. There's too many issues on the Tennessee side, which is why I lean towards Arizona. I have a slight lean towards Arizona as well, because generally speaking, when you think about, okay, so I'm looking at this game. I like both of the quarterbacks. I don't love either of the offensive coordinators. Neither of the defenses are that particularly strong. I feel like that's when you take the points, right? And I, and you're going to feel very comfortable with the Cardinals getting points a lot of the time because Kyler Murray is one of the most electric and best players in the NFL. You know, people forget that before Kyler Murray hurt his shoulder last year, and even as a rookie, the Cardinals were one of the best teams against the spread in the NFL. Kyler Murray has, you know, dramatic fourth quarter comebacks on his resume. He's gotten a thousand yard rushing season on his resume. Like he is an incredible quarterback. And I feel like sometimes we just lose sight of that. So I am actually, I, I talked through it. Uh, your advice was helpful and useful. I am on the Arizona Cardinals. Everyone, we are going to head into our final break here in hour one on Sports Grid TV today. Uh, we have more stuff coming up. We have week zero waiver wire targets and more receiving props in the second half of the show. Everyone stay tuned to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back from break here on Sports Grid TV. This is Fantasy Sports Today with Davis Maddock and George Kurtz, and here is our two and a half minutes where we get to talk about baseball. Shohei Otani looks like he is locked up to win the AL MVP. And, George, we told people to bet Wander Franco at 20-1 to 1 to win AL Rookie of the Year. He, I think, looks like he is going to win AL Rookie of the Year, provided he keeps hitting like this. I mean, the guy looks outstanding. He's going to be a second-round pick in fantasy baseball leagues next year. He's been fantastic. Listen, he was the number one prospect in baseball. This is not a shock. You know, it may be a shock that he's keeps getting on base in all these games. He plays for a very good team in Tampa Bay. I know they're not the most publicized team in the uh, in baseball, but Juan DeFranco looks really good. Like the the Rays amazing. His team always has good young talent, but they've got a superstar in the waiting here. I know Garcia on Texas. You know, he probably was the favorite for a good part of the year here, but he has so much buzz about Franco right now. And like I said, he's a superstar in waiting. Rays in first place. Texas ain't after thought. After run team, they're done. So unless Franco falls apart here in the next three and a half weeks, I think he's going to win it as well. All right, and then what about uh, what about the the Bronx Bombers? They are now, uh, they're at least they've they've created a little bit of breathing room. They're now a, a half game up on the Red Sox. They've got a lot of breathing room versus the Mariners. They are uh, five games up on the Mariners. Yankees, do they get the wild card? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm a Yankee fan, and the Yankees, it's really going to the World Series a bust here, and they're not going to the World Series. So even if they get to the wild card, they might even win the wild card. You'll have Garrett Cole. I think that's as far as they go. I think they'll lose the divisional round. This team is no fun to watch. You want to you want to just be depressed, watch a Yankee game. They, look, they don't look interested at the time. They can't hit with people on base. They bounce into the second most double plays in baseball. Only the Nationals are hitting the more. They, they just don't – they don't do the little things right at all. Uh, they're a helter-skelter team, not consistent. One week they're good, the next week they're bad. This week is bad. There we go. The helter-skelter in New York Yankees. Maybe they win a wild-card game. Maybe they don't. Everyone, please stay tuned to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. We have our Tuesday headlines, our Week Zero waiver wire, receiving props, and, of course, fantasy or reality in the second hour of the show. See you guys in just a few moments on the other side of break. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. 